Gretzky down to Sandstrom, right side to Curry in front. He shoots, he scores! Gary Curry again! The Kings lead three to two. How do you like the trade now? You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. However, the views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and other contributors. They do not necessarily represent those of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. We're closing in on the 2017 NHL All-Star Game and the NHL Centennial Celebration, and that means that our 50 Kings series is almost complete. In this episode, we spoke with a former King that is indisputably one of the greatest hockey players of all time. A two-time Olympian, five-time Stanley Cup winner, nine-time All-Star, named to both the Hockey Hall of Fame and the International Ice Hockey Hall of Fame, he was honored Saturday night at Staples Center. I'm talking, of course, about number 17, Yari Curry. Uh, if you've enjoyed our 50 Kings series or our regular episodes, you can be sure you'll never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast. And if you know any Kings fans that aren't listeners, go ahead and tell them to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, feel free to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you subscribe. It helps us, and it helps you get more of us. Now, on to our conversation with Yari Curry. Do it, Dave. As the Kings continue to celebrate our 50th anniversary, our 50 Kings series continues at LAKings.com. And our guest this week, five-time Stanley Cup champion, right wing, number 17, the first Finn to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2001, Yari Curry. Yari, thanks for doing this. And Jesse, I know you're chomping at the bit to ask Yari Curry a question, so I'll let you take over first. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> Yari, there are, there are so many different uh, angles we could begin with. Uh, you've had a, a long and illustrious career, but I want to start um, sort of uh, with a macro and a micro view. When you were a child, you played multiple sports, um, and at some point you had to focus in on hockey. I'm curious if you ever wonder well, what your career or what your life might have been like if you had chosen a different sport. Uh, quick, quick answer for no, no, no way. But uh, certainly, like they say, that I did, did a lot of sports. You know, I got into hockey when I was nine years old, and before that, they were doing uh, cross country ski and track and field, playing soccer. But uh, when I was turning, I think about fourteen, fifteen years old, you know, my time was getting busy. You know, I make uh, have to make a choice for the sports. You know, and. Uh, well, I don't know the, why I picked the hockey. I, I did pretty well other sports too, you know. But uh, I think my my friends more and more in well hockey. You know, we play a lot of hockey in the backyard and uh, outside. So I think that it was more fun to me, and so I kind of picked hockey, and uh, that's where we started. You know, NHL was uh, those days was uh, so far away. It was nothing on TVs, nothing on papers. You know, you had the names like Poppy or Cody Hall and Phyllis uh, Bosit. Uh, we were like those kids, those guys in the, in the backyard. When you were drafted, um, did you have any sense that Edmonton might be a team stocked with uh, players roughly your age that, that might have some potential? No, I didn't have no idea. I mean, uh, I, I certainly heard the name like Wayne Kretzky, but the other, other players have no idea who they were. And uh, I, I was, I guess, so much lucky being the right time, and, you know, and at the start, you know, I wasn't really sure I would go that year, you know, because I thought I would be too young and uh, not not enough experience, you know, to play in NHL because uh, there wasn't too much that I know about the, that league and that game. But uh, they had two Finnish guys who played on the team, Matty Hackman, who actually passed away 
this year, actually last year, and uh, Risto Silton, and, and uh, I thought those guys could me help in, in in a lot of ways. That uh, I would go there for one year and come back to Finland after one year. You, Turned out to be a long trip. You said you thought you would go back after a year. Yeah, because I I I really thought that I'm I'm too young. I'm not. I only play a few games in the national team, and I, I thought that uh, there's no way I could still make it at that 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 age. Wow. <laughs> well, you didn't go back uh, after one year. <laughs> you wound up. Oh um... <laughs> no! But the first year wasn't easy. I mean, uh, was a, not not that easy year. You know, the languages and the style of hockey, and you know, be away from home. You know, so young guy. What was a bigger culture jump, um, Finland to Edmonton or Edmonton to Los Angeles? <laughs> uh, Edmonton and Finland and Helsinki are pretty similar, the weather-wise and the, the city-wise. But LA was uh, so big, it's unbelievable. But uh, you know, always when we travel to with Edmonton to LA, you know, we have so much fun to hear come to play in this weather. You know. When you were drafted by Edmonton, did you ever imagine on any level that you would wind up playing um, in so many big games and so many big moments with so many, uh, you know, large players? Did you have that ambition or were you just um, happy to be in the in the National Hockey League? I think that uh, the first time in the training camp in Jasper, you know, uh, there was about 70 players in the training camp. You know, I thought that I, I need to make making a team, you know, and uh, being a training camp for European player for those days, uh, it wasn't a really easy camp for me, you know, there's a lot of cheap shots and a lot of things I need to go through and fight back in a different ways, not not fighting, but a different ways, you know, so it was a really easy camp, you know, I thought, but uh, I guess I just, uh, I just wanted to prove, you know, play hockey and do my best and, you know, and uh, then you start to realize that what kind of players it's, the team has, it's like Wayne and their Mark Nessier, well, coffee, Kenny Law, the list is unbelievable. So he start to recognize, oh, this this is going to be good. Um, Dave and I frequently talk about the players that we were fortunate enough to watch play in person. Um, an odd statistic of yours and Wayne Gretzky's: uh, he assisted on 364 of your goals. Um, you assisted on 196 of his. I want to ask Dave a real quick question, though. Um, Dave, is there any uh, Curry goal that st- stands out in your mind? Uh, or or game or moment uh, from his career that you particularly enjoyed. You know what I remember about uh, about Yari Curry's game is not so much the go- well the goals, but not a specific goal. The one timer. Mm-hmm. You were you were when it came to one timers, you were the master. <laughs> Can you expand on that? Can you tell how did you, did you obviously you practiced it, but how did you know you were so good at at the one time shot? It's still Guys have trouble mastering that today, but you were unbelievable when it came to taking one-time shots. Well, I have a good, good player to play with that, you know, the guy <laughs> who can pass the puck like that. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Find the open spot, and, you know, I'm sure he will find you. But, uh, uh, sure, you know, I, I spent a lot of time shooting the pucks, you know, in the growing up, you know, as I'm, you know just after the practices and uh, growing up in the backyard, you know, shooting the pucks, you know, I think it's come from there, you know, and... Uh, Eye coordination. I don't know. It's it's more that uh, I have it. You know, I thought that you can learn it. Learn it, but you know, I did a lot of work with that. Do you think that you're playing other sports had something to do with that as well, where it taught you other skills? I, I, I'm sure it does. You know, that's why I'm really worried about today. Is uh, kids growing up? You know, they get involved too early to only one sport. You know, we keep talking about that back in Finland that uh, 
do a lot of sports, you know. You you'll find your sports later on when the time will come up, you know. But uh, I think uh, I was very fortunate to have a lot of different sports. You mentioned having to fight back uh, when you were in training camp and you're coming over as a European player. I know it's well documented that the Canadians and some of the Americans didn't like the Russians when they came over. Did you face that same uh, kind of uh, a dilemma? Did you face that same kind of hatred almost from, uh, from the Canadians and Americans? Yeah, I think that's not secret that uh, a lot of players thought that uh, coming from Europe, you know, they take their job, you know, and uh, they worry about their job and their future. I think that, it, uh, you know, they try to take advantages, you know, so certainly, but, you know, I... I was told before that that I was ready for that, you know. So you need to just go through that, you know, and um, fight back in a different ways. You you uh, had a heck of a run in Edmonton, obviously. Uh, five Stanley Cups. When you first broke into the league, did it ever cross your mind? Every player's goal is to win the Stanley Cup. You want to win the Stanley Cup as a team. But did you think five Stanley Cups, this is something that's possible? We thought even more Stanley Cups, you know. I think that the team was just... So unbelievable, and the players were all same ages, you know. And they, the guys just wanted to win. They were so hungry to win. After the first, you know, they were looking for the second already, and you uh, just move on and move on. You know, but that's all that uh, what kind of characters uh, was in the impression room. Was it a disappointment then that you only that you only won five Stanley Cups? <laughs> yeah, in, in a way, see, because we all those years we had a great team. You did, yeah. We had a great team all those years. Jeffy, go ahead. Yeah, you're one of the one of the other stats that I was fascinated to learn was that after Gretzky was traded away from the Oilers, you had 195 points in 154 games. Um, I think that team was a lot better than people gave it credit for. I mean, it sounds absurd to say that, right? Because it was it's one of the greatest teams in NHL history. But even without Gretzky, the one that I think everybody pins all the success to, you guys were an incredibly um, successful and potent team. I'm curious, at the end of that run, um, what led you to play for uh, the Devils in Milano? <laughs> well, the first part, you know, after Wayne was uh, traded to here in L.A., I think that uh, we, as a team, we have a lot of to prove to people. I think, personally, uh, myself, you know, I, I I realized that there was a lot of people who didn't expect me to do well any, after the Wayne was gone. You know, I needed to prove for a lot of people I can play in this league without the Wayne, you know, so... But uh, and also the the, the, the league and the, the people that we are still winning without the win. You know, he was a big part of our club. You know, I think it was very important for us that uh, we won that cup in '90 with uh, without the win. I think the told the world that the, the team was unbelievable. Uh, going back to the Milano, you know, I had 10 years in Edmonton. You know, I was kind of wasn't sure of the future or less. You know, there's a lot of changes where the, the waiting was gone, Paul Coffey was gone, and there was a lot of rumors that a lot of other players were gone, and uh, I was one of the players on that list too, you know, so so I kind of thought about maybe it's a time I need to move on and uh, take a little break and uh, go for one year in Europe because um, and we also host the World Championship in Helsinki. I thought that would be a good chance for me to go back to play for the national team again. Um, you, if I'm not mistaken, you scored uh, 75 points in 30 games or something uh, like that. Um, what was it like? <laughs> what was it like playing in Italy? What was the culture of the game there? What were the fans like? Um, the 
fans were noisy and crazy like they were in the soccer games. But, but uh, you know, hockey, you play two games a week. I think there was a break for me mentally, you know. And, uh, but uh, knowing that the World Champions if I ended the year, I knew that I needed to be in shape, you know, do some extra. So, but uh, hockey, hockey wasn't that big, but I knew that when I went there, that was not the case. You know, I just needed to break and, and uh, recharge myself. So you find yourself back in L.A., um, you're back with Wayne Gretzky. It's a completely different city, a completely different culture. As you said, it's huge, it's big, it's Hollywood, it's glamour. And then uh, <laughs> and then you wind up having to learn how to play center. Um, how was that season? Um, how was it to change your game, to, to take on new responsibilities, uh, and to do it with Wayne out of the lineup? I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I think that... Uh... It kind of opened up the ice for you. Then you you felt that you get the puck all the time, you know. And, and also, you know, we play Luca Thomas. We had, I think we had a great line together. You know, we had so much fun together playing, playing. You know, that we really top our games, you know, on that time. You know, I really enjoyed. You know, so it didn't last too long, but uh, I enjoyed. You're known for your defensive play throughout your career. Um, is that something that? That is a. Uh, do you think that that has something to do with the the way you learned the game in Finland? Is that a personal commitment that you made? Uh, was there a coach in Edmonton or somewhere along the way that that taught it to you specifically? Where does that commitment to defense come from? Uh, I think it's just the way I wanted to play hockey. I just, even that uh, you know people were saying that you play with Wayne, you need to play in defense as well, but that wasn't enough the reason. I think that uh, I wanted to play both ends of hockey. That's the way I just grow up. It's no, no secret. The goals are coming, but I need to, I need to, I feel most best when I do the post. post. Things good. Do you think uh, along that same line, you watch a guy, and I don't know how much you get a chance to see the Kings play, but a guy like Andre Kopitar, who takes so much pride in the defensive end of the ice, but yet has led the team in scoring for nine consecutive seasons. Does he kind of remind you of you a little bit in the way that, that you played the game? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it's, it's been a big, so big part of this organization for many, many years, and those two cups here, you know. And, uh, you know, some players are like that. I think they, they do play their best hockey when they do those things. You came to Los Angeles. Uh, you talked about the difference it was from Edmonton. What impressed you the most? Here you are playing at the Forum, uh, in front of celebrities and, and <laughs> everyone else, all the Hollywood types, well, what 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 stood stood out most to you about playing here? Like I mentioned before, when we, when we traveled to LA, you know, you went to the warm up, you know, you see put the people around the stands, you know, you almost waste your warm up because you always and you would notice everybody. Oh yeah, definitely, they yeah. were right there behind the class. But uh, I mean, the whole forum is an unbelievable place to play hockey. The fans and you know, you know, the city was so good, and the hockey was. So big at the as a way it was here already, you know, the Southern California hockey was so getting big, you know, and getting a big part of that, you know, so so much fun, you know. I was a good team, you know. I I, I like to play here. It's a fun place to play. And and you were a big part of that. Obviously people talk about the Wayne Gretzky effect and now kids are coming up that saw Wayne Gretzky play. Kids from Southern California are now making it to the National Hockey League, kids from Arizona and, and the Sunbelt spots. But you were a big part of that as well. What what how does what does that mean to you to know that you had some kind of an impact on these kids coming up? I don't know. Do I have? But like I said, the hockey was big, you know, and uh, we have a good winning team here, you know, and uh, 
people were so excited about the hockey and uh, learning about the hockey and uh, kids were playing hockey and uh, my kids were playing hockey in LA too, you know, so it was getting so much fun. Jesse, I know you want to talk about the uh, the 93 playoffs, so I'm going to let you take that and <laughs> run do. with it as you will. I do. I do want to talk about the 93 playoffs. Um, yeah, right, the 93 playoffs were, you know, for, for many people of, uh, of, of my and, and roughly Dave's age, sort of a seminal moment in our in our sports life. It, it created a whole, <laughs> a whole generation of Kings fans. Um, obviously a lot of big names and big personalities on that team, but who was, uh, who was the sort of unsung hero from your perspective of that Stanley cup run? Wow. Uh, uh, hard to say. I remember with that much time back, you know, but, um, well, good, good bunch of guys, good team, good team, good leaders, you know, and, uh, you know, we had so much fun with that. It was Fun journey, but uh, not to be uh, worried about biggest disappointment in my hockey life. You know, I, I, I wanted to win the Stanley Cup LA at that time. You know, so bad. I wanted to see how crazy city would go. I'm happy to see they have two cups now here. You know, so they have that chance to enjoy. But uh, I think that Tony Crown was an unbelievable fighter. You know, Thomas was a big part of You know, there's so many great, great guys, character guys that, uh, you know, I'm big disappointed that we didn't really win that year. Tom, I had a chance to talk to Thomas Sandstrom, and he said the same thing. He said he he's uh, he was asked if he still thinks about the '93 playoffs. He said he must have forgot about it by now. He said I'll never forget about that. Yeah, like that really sticks with him. Is it the same with you? It is. It's, it's just unbelievable. We were so honored to win. We were I, so close. Unbelievable. I, I, I hate to dwell on that disappointment, but um, the following <laughs> That's okay. the following year, you guys missed the playoffs with um, essentially the same team. Do you think it's possible that that disappointment? Um, soured the following year or two? Uh, I don't know the reasons. But, you know, anytime you go that far in the playoffs, you know, the summer will be short for you. You know, that too much rest, the seasons come very quickly for you. Or maybe, maybe we didn't have enough rest or whatever. It's hard to say. I can't uh, find the reasons for For fans listening who maybe are not as intimately familiar with that series as, as, as the rest of us, it was particularly painful, but the Kings had a one nothing lead and then going into game two, uh, held a lead late in the game before the uh, infamous uh, illegal curve stick incident. Um, do you harbor any resentment towards the Canadians coaching staff or uh, or anybody like that? Um, you know, we've heard rumors over the years that you know there was uh, a spy that knew that the curve was illegal and that they had been sitting on that information for a long time yeah yeah i i, I kept hearing the same rumors you know it's too bad that happened i think that uh you know not not secret the martyrs should be smarter than that you know we always talk about that that uh, make sure your sticks are okay and whatever happens you know that uh, you need we, we don't need to worry about that you know yeah, it's just too bad it happened and uh, end up to be a big, big, big goal. They scored and then overtime again. Uh, so let's transition from from the disappointments um, to the successes in your career. Um, you know, you retired as the highest scoring European born and trained player in the NHL, five Stanley Cups, um, success on the on the global stage. Let's talk about your international play. Um, how important was it for you in nineteen in ninety eight? Um, almost 20 years after your first Olympic experience to then go back to the Nagano games and win a medal with Finland? Oh, it was huge. You know, I knew that uh, 
I wasn't really sure I was the pick in the team, you know. I, I met the coaches before that, and they they were kind of talking about, you know, and what kind of role will get you, you know. So don't worry about the role. Make me happy, and if I can help the team, you find me a role. I can help the team. I'm more than happy to enjoy. You know, I knew that would be my last year with the national team. You know, and uh, you know the first time all the best players were there. You know, you know it's a picture. I mean, that time of year, you knew that the players are in good shape. There's no, no, I worry about that. You know, and, uh, the Finland and the small country always, you know, came up and uh, against the Canada in the bronze medal game and uh, able to win that. It was uh, just unbelievable. You scored the first goal in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And, and your last time playing Wayne Gretzky, I think. Uh, do you guys ever talk about that? Do you ever lord it over him that you had him that one last game? I really had a little chat after the game. I think that I think Wayne was happy for me with the, the way at the end. Of, you know, I, I would have been the same way if they would have win. You know, just mm-hmm. that uh, we just happy to play against. One of the things that I was stunned to learn. <laughs> Uh, was that you played on the Finnish national team in the 1980 Olympics in Lake Placid, and you played in the gold medal game against the Miracle on Ice team. Yes. we lost, I think we lost 4-2 that game, you know, and uh, I, we almost won that game. I, I was, I had played power player in the point man, you know, I had to post it late in the game, you know, it was a very close game, you know, and uh, so close again to Finland, you know, all those years that uh, I was playing national team and uh, there's so many close games. I've been really impressed over the last, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so, uh, maybe a little bit longer, with the development of the Finnish national team. You guys always seem to medal. You always seem to compete, even if people are picking Russia or Canada or Sweden um, as the you know the big, high-powered teams. Uh, you you were intimately involved with the running of that team for many years. What what did you guys do to uh, to develop your national system, and and how impressed are you at its success? Hey, I I spent twelve years with the national team, you know, as an assistant coach, and then the last six years at GM, you know. So, but uh, uh, I think that we have a good program for kids growing up, you know. You know, the, the club teams have have good coaches at the early age, you know, at the national. Federation, these guys are based and follow the club's teams and uh, give some help for them and uh, coaching helps. And uh, I think it comes from there, you know. I think that the, the Finnish team has to be good as a team. The, the chemistry has to be there, you know. We don't have uh, the best individual players. We we need to play well as a team, you know. That's it, uh, our, it's not anymore top secret, but that's the, the Finnish hockey to be played in many, many years. And we're very successful. And we never give up. We play well together. And uh, goaltending has been a big part of our hockey for many, many years. Like in, you watch the NHL, the, the, the amount of goalies in playing this league. Uh, so it's, uh, but it's, I think we need to work hard every year and try to be a little bit ahead of the game. Whatever happens in the game, you know, we need to be there and uh, keep, keep, keep finding and do the things well and uh, coaching. It's a big part of hockey. Being one of the probably the best Finnish player ever to play the game, do you see guys now who maybe remind you of yourself and you say, hey, this, this guy's on the right track. This guy's going to be a great player. This guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Are there players who play in the NHL or other, other places, younger guys who you see now who maybe remind you of yourself or who have that style or level of talent that you do? Uh, I don't know. I can't say. But uh, certainly you look at the – 
the league this time. You know, how many young players are come up, you know, and do well already in the young age. You know, the Finnish guys, Laine, you know, and Aho, and uh, you know, there's a Pulujar there, Maton, Vincent, and the minors, but the wicked players, you know. And, uh, I think Laine is surprising a lot of people that he's able to play so well at, at that age already. It's like uh, acting like he's been in the league for many, many years. So the way he shoots the puck, you know, I think Silverized more. You know, myself and maybe a team of the way we want to shoot the puck. Of course, I've got to talk about the uh, third all-time, 106 playoff goals and 233 playoff points, only behind Gretzky and Messier. Uh, it goes without saying that you'd be proud of those accomplishments, but what was it that led to your playoff success? Put in? I know you're going to say playing with great players, but obviously – if I played with great players, I wouldn't have had those points. So there was just something that you were doing right. What was it? Can you can you put your finger on what it was that led to that success in the playoffs in crunch time when everything matters? I don't know how to say, but I you know if people ask me what do you be the most proud of yourself, I would say that the the, the time in the playoffs, I was able to play my best games those times, you know, and those games and the key times and you know. And, I think that's for hockey players. That's that's you know the regular season is long. There's some games that are uh, not there. You know, of course, a little bit up and down. But in the playoffs, there's no time to be up and down. You need to be there and you need to be show up. You know, I think that uh, I was able to do that. You know, on those years, you know, maybe I had a couple bad playoffs, but other than that, you know, I was uh, doing well. I don't know, just the atmosphere. You know, the key games. You know, the, the games are so important. You know, every night, every time. You know, I just uh, you just get so pumped up, you know. You, you enjoy that the atmosphere, you know, the, the people, and you know, so that time of year, hockey is the best, you know. You know, when the playoff starts. We hear a lot about the play slowing down for players, where it's you know two or three steps ahead of time what you're going to do, or you have two or three different options, or maybe four different options. Did you find that was the case? Did the game slow down for you? Were you in that zone? I don't know. Maybe I wasn't so, but I, I wasn't really. You know, just you go, just go out there, have fun, enjoy. You know, this is the best time in hockey. You know, playoffs are starting. You know, enjoy them, get out there. I want to hear about your other stops too. I know you played uh, for the Rangers. Uh, I don't think you played for Philly. You were traded to Philly, and then the Kings in the same day, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, the Mighty Ducks and the Abs. What? Can you talk about those other stops? I know they were brief stops. Well, well, I, got, yeah. well I got traded to Rangers from here. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the deadline time, you know, so I was a Ranger for three months, you know, it was a short time, you know, they already had a time more than that, you know, then uh, end up to be in Anaheim. You know, Tamu was there for career. I thought there was a good chance to see those two young kids that play with the, be a part of that team, you know, and, uh, and then uh, finally with Colorado, you know, but you know my my hockey at that those couple of years was tough. You know I told mentally I was getting tired. You know I was more looking at my retirement. You know and uh, when you play ten minutes of games, you know and uh, not sure if you know you're in a lineup or not in a lineup. So you, you knew that your times have come up. You know. So, but I like I say Anaheim those table and Paul those two young guys. You know the, what they did. You know their career. You know and be. We feel close to that. You know, Colorado was a great team, you know, of course, Bernie Sackett and Patrick uh, Ruan met, you know, you know, overall, you know, a chance to see so many great, great players and you know, play with the great players, you know, are, I'm so happy. 
played with the Kings from 91 to 96, an all-star here in 93, L.A. getting ready to host the all-star game uh, for a third time. You were a nine-time all-star. What do you take away? What kind, of, what kind of memories do you take away from those nine all-star appearances? I think the time to relax a little bit. You know, we all know that the game is not the, the most important in the way. You know, getting get the other players, get together, relax, and uh, you know, see, see the fans, you know, have a couple great time, relax, and enjoy the, the atmosphere and uh, the happening. The so the game has changed now. The all-star format has changed. What do you make of the three-on-three now? Do you uh, like it? Do you dislike it? I'm not sure. We changed that three-on-three in Alec in the KHL too about a couple of weeks ago. We we have a few three-on-threes already, so it's it's interesting. You know, I'm I'm not sure what what will happen in Europe. You know, there's a lot of ways to play. Some play very really defensive way. Some play teams just go out and try to go right away and. Watching NHL, the three and three is a way open game. I think the fans like it. I think the fans like it. You lose a lot of goals. You mentioned the Kings winning the two Stanley Cups, 2012-2014. Uh, did you follow the team? Did you follow their Stanley Cup runs at all? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, even that the, the time change is killing you. You know, it's sure, yeah. out early in the morning. But, you know, at that time of year, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, and uh, I'm so happy they won those cups. You know, they deserve so. But the organization is great here and fast. LA, it's unbelievable. Was there, I know you spent a lot of time in Edmonton and won your cups in Edmonton, but was there a little piece of you that kind of felt happy for the Kings that finally, after oh, all the years? Oh, definitely. Oh, the, the, all those years, they have built a great hockey team. But today's hockey is it's not that easy to build winning teams anymore, you know, the salary cap and the salaries, and unable uh, to win twice, you know, it just feels that the organization is uh, first class. Jesse, go ahead. Uh, Yari, you, as we mentioned, you've had a, a an illustrious and sexful, successful career on multiple stages. I'm curious, um, your number 17 has been retired by Edmonton, uh, by the Finnish national team, by Jokerit. You were the first Finn to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, you were named to the 100 greatest hockey players list um, by the Hockey News. Uh, you uh, scored 50 goals in 50 games as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. You scored a, a cup-winning uh, goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. You've done so much. Um, you also have an award named after you um, uh, in the SM League of Playoffs. I'm curious if there's one accomplishment uh, that means the most to you, or if there's one trophy, or 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 cup win, or or Olympic medal, or or some thing that you wouldn't <laughs> trade the rest for. I think that the first cup, you know, coming from Europe, you know, I really know. How much it really meant for the players to winning. Of course, the winning is the that's why you are playing. But uh, how much it really meant, you know, how crazy everybody went, you know, the city and the fans, you know, I really you just can't put in the words, you know, you have to be there and feel it, you know. And winning the first cup, you know, I was shocked, you know, how much crazy everybody went to the city and how much fun we had, you know, like, you know, celebrating for many many days, you know. It's too bad we didn't have a I didn't have a chance to bring the cup back in Finland those days, you know, today they, they can do that, you know, I think that's, uh, that's very great. And uh, recently the Kings, in part of their 50th anniversary celebration, um, remembered their brief history wearing what's uh, commonly referred to as the Burger King jersey, which was the third jerseys from the 96 season with the sash and the king on the front. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts were about that jersey. <laughs> 
Do you remember that jersey? Uh, I try to remember. Yeah, I think I, I think I had that at home. You know, you know it was just a short time on that that cat. <laughs> you uh, you scored a goal in that jersey. Probably <laughs> probably I? more than one. Yeah, I mean it's on YouTube, but uh, I'm sure you scored more than uh, one. But uh, my memory so bad, you know, it's actually killing. but uh, during your 10 years with the Oilers never fewer than 32 goals Um, as we said a commitment to uh, defensive responsibility a a Hall of Fame player Um, Yari I know for me you were one of my favorite players growing up it was uh, truly an honor to watch you play I remember uh, watching a game watching a game in person and and, uh, Wayne Gretzky crossed the blue line with the puck and he he sort of he did a drop pass that was sort of curling around behind his body and I remember being halfway through the sentence, what are you doing? And out of nowhere, you uh, you appeared and <laughs> shot, <laughs> shot the puck uh, straight into the goal. So, uh, like I said, just a truly an honor um, to watch uh, one of the great artists of hockey. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now you're being honored by the Kings with uh, a Legends Night. And what are your thoughts on that after after you've seen all the people? Thomas Sandstrom was, was recently honored and... Uh, the goal scorers from the Miracle on Manchester. Now uh, you're included into this category uh, with such a such other I'm great. so happy to be back here. You know, and uh, thanks for the the Kingston for it say. So very honored to be here, and I, I will looking forward to and enjoy that night. You know, and, um, thanks for doing for me this. Yari, thanks for doing this. We appreciate your time. Back to you guys. For half a century, the Los Angeles Kings have been bringing excitement, passion, and Stanley Cup glory to Southern California delighting our deeply loyal fan base by being a leader in incredible events and employing the greatest players in NHL history. The legacy continues as we celebrate our 50th anniversary, striving for innovation in a constant pursuit of excellence with a first-class commitment to our fans and partners and with an unmatched pledge to improving our community. We are all Kings.